0: Building a network is no easy task. It takes time and effort, but can be a major key to a successful career. In this episode, we'll discuss how to build and maintain an effective network and why it is worth the effort. Hi, I'm Rick Kendall. And
1: I'm Fred Ball.
0: Welcome to Management Mastery. The purpose of these podcasts is to share what each of us has learned about Good and bad management in our combined over 40 years of experience, both as managers and executive coaches. During that time, we've coached managers at every level in companies from Fortune 100s to brand new startups in all major businesses, including nonprofits, government, and education. So, whether you're just starting in your first management position, or are an experienced manager looking to strengthen your management skills, we know our podcast will be valuable to you. Today we're going to talk about types of networks and their uses, issues with building uh, a successful network, and the follow-up and record-keeping that you need to do to keep your network it is critical to understand that building and maintaining a strong, active network becomes increasingly important as you move up in your career. As a manager, it is also important that you encourage your staff to network as well, especially professionally. Unfortunately, network is often seen as job hunting by some managers. While this can be true, your staff's networks can also be additional sources of industry and company information for you. If your staff feel they are encouraged to network and share appropriate information with you. Also, strong positive relationships between your staff and others in the company and industry all reflect positively on you.
1: We want to take a look at the types of networks and then the uses for networks. Let's talk about the types of networks first. There are really several different kinds. Some of them are personal networks. These would include family, friends, former classmates. Then there's professional networks, and this would be coworkers, uh, others in your company, clients, other business connections, people you meet at trade and industry events. You also don't want to forget uh, your college um, uh, contacts and the alumni from the colleges. And then there are things like interests and hobbies. Uh, You might be involved in book clubs, sports clubs, members of social groups, uh, etc. And the thing that you want to keep in mind with these networks is that they're all very permeable. Uh, a connection in one can certainly uh, lead to another or be uh, involved in more than one of these kinds of things.
0: And networks have a number of uses. Um, for example, they can be a source of what we've called private information, and that's uh, as opposed to uh, just public information that anybody can get. And it's gathered by, from personal contacts who can tell you something unique that you can't find in the public domain. Uh, Information about your company, about what, you know, this is company rumors, uh, who's talking about what, those sorts of things. Um, It also, good networking will give you access to a diverse array of skill sets. You know, things have become much more uh, complicated and integrated. I mean, things like organizational issues, product and marketing issues, they've all become more interdisciplinary. And that means that individual success is tied to the ability to transcend the natural skill limitations uh, through others, so that you, you've got help to understand complex issues and problems, that sort of thing.
1: So what you, what you've been saying is that some of those first couple of things, the private information and the skill sets, have to do with someone being able to work, do their work successfully. In the private information, you were also talking about strategic a little bit, which is what's going on inside your company, inside the industry. Uh, You can get that information through peers and other division, your industry friends and so forth. And then you also want to keep in mind your career development, which is your personal and professional kinds of development. And there you're going to get help from people like mentors, alumni from the college uh, that you went to, professors perhaps, and so forth.
0: Right. And that leads us to another group that uh, is the so-called power brokers or influencers. And they're especially important because they connect separate Clusters. These are the people who seem to know everybody. Um, and thus, they stimulate collaboration amongst otherwise independent specialists. Um, I, you know, I worked at a, a place where they encouraged you to connect with people in the larger company, but outside of your immediate space. And I got the most important insights into my business from people who were in a totally separate business, but parallel in many ways. So that kind of uh, networking and and connecting across uh, different people, particularly the the influencers or the power brokers is so important. Um, Networking also can help you, you know, just in your personal life, connects you to, you know, new clubs or interest groups, that sort of thing. And, and it will give you, can give you good perspectives on the work you're doing that you hadn't thought of before um, and, and other ways of looking at things, all of which can, can just ha- help you in your career and help you as, as a manager.
1: Rick, I think that's absolutely true. The thing with the power brokers in, in the coaching that I do, many times it is someone who gets a uh, an important piece of information or uh, learns something about their own division from dealing with the power broker.
0: Right. And and just the, the cross-fertilization across, I remember uh, an executive in one company telling me uh, about... Uh, a mistake that costs a separate company in, in the conglomerate several million dollars. And this person I was talking to said, if they just talked to me, I could have told them ahead of time why it wasn't going to work. And that was not just bravado. It was true. He, he had insight into the business they were trying to go in from the potential user's point of view that uh, would have said this this." thing you're about to do will never work because the people you want to sell it to will never buy it because it's counter to their business model. And they didn't talk to them and they lost millions of dollars because of that.
1: Yeah, that that's helpful. Then there are issues in building and maintaining a network that we want to take a look at Um, that you want to just be careful about when you're building the network. The first is uh, self-similarity. If you only connect with others like yourself, then it's going to be very comfortable. It's going to be easy to connect with them, but you are... Uh, limiting yourself to being in a silo with that other person, whereas just as Rick was saying, if you, if you make it broader, then you've got a, a much greater chance to learn. Second thing you need to remember is that building a network, it, it is critical that you offer assistance um, when you are dealing with someone in the network. It's not just a matter of sharing information, but it's what can I do to help you? And then a third issue that can come up is um, called the shared activities principle. And that's basically the idea there is that you forge um, stronger relationships, uh, camaraderie um, through not through casual interactions, but through relatively high stakes activities. When you're working on a project with a peer with someone or with a, with a group so that the group needs to work together and you need to share and you need to t- have different people become leaders at various times uh, that provokes passion in participants it necessitates interdependence um, because things are at stake uh, many times that are important to your boss and people will act spontaneously and they'll give themselves, and what happens is that in that giving, you can express gratitude to someone. You can um, you can sincerely tell them that you thought that they did a great job, and it has a much greater chance of building trust. So that idea of working on a high stake activity is really an important one.
0: Well, I think yeah, just to amplify or. or reinforce the, the idea of the importance of trust in networking. I mean uh, it, it makes a difference between whether you're listening to the person and, and taking everything they say seriously or just kind of um, discounting it and, and, and missing uh, the importance of what they're telling you. I mean trust is so important in, in a network.
1: Many, many times in, um, in the coaching act um, we, you get into exactly where the manager is having an issue uh, in a high-stakes activity. And that's where uh, both Rick and his, uh, in his work and my work, we will then spend uh, an inordinate amount of time on one issue, um, which involves so many pieces. Uh, so this, this truly is an important thing to keep in mind.
0: Right. And the other part of networking is it's not easy and it takes a lot of time. And uh, this is another place where your mindset is, is important. That is, you know, there can be a common viewpoint that networking is just sort of, you know, a nice to know kind of thing. And our point here is no, it's not. It's critical to your career advancement. And so you need to change your mindset so that you see like business trips, uh, and meetings as an opportunity to network. Um, and it should be a key feature of those, uh, events so that you're, you're, you know, you're looking to make connections. You're seeing who's there that you want to connect with and, and why, um, and the second important thing about networking is follow-up, that, you know, once you've met somebody and had a meaningful conversation with them, you want to reinforce that connection by following up, by getting back to them. If, if there was an issue or a question they had that you couldn't answer or you said you would answer, you want to do that. Even if there wasn't a quote-unquote reason to follow up, you want to get back and say, it was great meeting you, I enjoyed our conversation, I look forward to keeping in touch, etc. And that's something that we often let slip. The other uh, concept is to work from the outside in. That is, as, as Fred was talking about, you don't want to silo yourself. You want to go with the people who are not uh, in your inner circle now. You want to broaden that and... and do whatever you can to break out of your current environment. You know that could be finding a new hobby, volunteering in a new organization, joining a new trade group, uh, or going to meetings that you don't normally go to, etc. And you want to make sure you've got time to network. That you see it as an important key part of your job, um, because that's what it is. It helps you, but it also helps your department and your company. By you being uh, tuned in to what's going on and having that range of resources to help you get your job done.
1: That's exactly right. That's, that's going to be where you either follow up or you fail. And the follow up is all about what Rick said. Um, have your list. Who is it that you want to see? Just, just conducting the networking meetings put you above 95% of your peers. You want to make sure that when you've had a meeting, you give yourself some period of time, 12 to 24 hours after you have met someone to follow up, which is normally in these days uh, in an email kind of thing. Express your gratitude for the meeting, include something personal that you discussed, reaffirm any commitments that are made. You want it brief and, and to the point, but you also want to make sure. Uh, so that's a thank you note that you can can send to the person that you actually met. But then you should also send a thank you note to the person who helped you to set that meeting up. And once in a while, just as something different, you might try a handwritten thank you note. And I can't tell you what uh, remarks that brings sometimes when someone actually takes the time to do that. Um, the follow-up also helps you to remember people's names and then the, the uh, record-keeping is really critical. Who did I meet? Who was the person who introduced me to this person? What am I supposed to do in order to follow up? Um, and when is that follow-up supposed to happen? And that's the part where, as Rick was saying, look, this takes time, it takes effort, and you have to uh, really remain focused on it, but it's absolutely critical to your career.
0: And I, I think just on the on the record keeping, Fred, that the other thing you want to do is follow up periodically, not just once at right after the meeting, but from time to time. And this will vary by the uh, the nature of the of the networking connection. You just want to reestablish or reinforce that connection with that individual. Um, maybe it's uh, one one thing I find is is very useful is getting to getting information on their birthday. When's their birthday? And you just put it in your calendar. And so at least once a year, you send them an email and you say, oh, happy birthday. And you'd be surprised um, how often people will respond to that uh, so positively that you actually thought enough um, to, to send them an email on their birthday. So, But following up periodically, so the connection doesn't just Um,
1: float away as it were no question it is that it's the follow-up that that remains uh, absolutely critical so today we've been talking about um, uh, a couple of things all of which that have to do with building a network the types of networks and their uses the issues with building a network and the follow-up and record-keeping
0: We hope you have found this podcast useful and we'll come back again for more management mastery. If you have any comments about this or any of our episodes or would like to find out more about our other services, including one-on-one coaching and group seminars for managers, visit our website at careercoachclass.com.
1: Thanks for listening.